0: Hello, and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan.
1: I'm Caitlin.
2: And I'm Keith.
1: And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 3, Girl Meets the Secret of Life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just in case you uh, haven't listened to all of our Premier Week episodes, this is an unedited, raw episode. Uh, we don't have time to do editing for all five episodes this week, so we're just kind of getting quick first reactions out there. Not going to go scene by scene. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go, Caitlin. What did you think? Uh, how would you grade this episode?
1: I had so much fun with this episode. It was actually really good. Um, we talked about this before, though, that there were some things from season one that are kind of holding me back mm-hmm. a little bit with how this played out. Yeah. And there were, and there were a couple of lows for me, but really, um, overall, it was an enjoyable experience. So I'm going to say B plus, A minus.
0: Okay. I'm going to go next. So, I first I want to say, I, this is one of my favorite Farkle episodes. I think he had some good stuff in this one, and I was really glad to see him doing other things that didn't involve being in love with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was It's one of those episodes that's really hard for me to grade, and it's funny because a lot of times when we have hard episodes to grade, it's the first half is, ter- uh, the first half is really good, and then the second half really lets you down. And I actually kind of think it's the opposite in this episode, that as soon as it became, the car wash scene started, I was like, oh, now it's a good episode. But uh, before that, I thought it was really disjointed, uh, really uneven dialogue, and I wasn't really – I thought it was very awkward at a a number of points. So it's very hard for me to grade because I I really did – I would say A for the second half and probably like a C- minus for the first half. So I'm probably going to go with B plus, A minus also. What did you think, Keith?
2: Here's where I'm at. I almost want to abstain from voting. I'm not Mm. going to, but I really almost want to. Because I have have a lot of mixed feelings about this episode. There's a lot in it that I thought was really enjoyable, and I really liked it. I got excited for it, and I enjoyed watching the characters interact. Mm. But I also have some huge issues with it. Um, Being that, for me, a lot of aspects of this episode draws direct parallels to Girl Meets Flaws... Yeah, and the way that we have a character coming in all of a sudden, who all of a sudden is taking control of major parts of the show, and yeah. isn't particularly charismatic, and almost kind of tortures the audience as much as he tortures the characters, which is not necessarily a good thing, especially in this mm-hmm. case. And I think there's some continuity issues, um, yeah. which let's get into that in a little bit. But well, I actually, I want to kind of start with well, okay, great. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Unfortunately, wow. I right. really, I really want to give higher. I really want to give higher, but you know, I'll get into mm-hmm. what I like in a little bit. But there All are right. some huge problems.
0: Well, I think we should just kick it off just by talking about the r- reveal and how that fits into what we've seen of Lucas in the past and whether we think it fits. Uh, it really does very much connect with Girl Meets Flaws. because I, so When well, I, he slams
2: him against the locker, when, when yeah. Lucas slams Billy, again, not the locker, but against the wall in yeah. gym class, and we were making fun of that before because we were like, this is so not Lucas, this is out of nowhere. But yeah. that is actually a rare um, foreshadowing. foreshadowing, especially from an episode like Flaws, um, that that actually makes sense. Unfortunately, what yeah. doesn't make sense is things like when we saw his friends in the video from when they were doing the school yeah. elections. And...
0: Well, okay. So it's funny. So I, because I told you guys yesterday that I, I read the first half, the script of the first half of the episode, right. and it, it was actually. So the the first couple scenes were very similar, but then there was a completely other thing that was actually really funny in the original script. So I'm kind of sad they got rid of it, but um, uh, it I was very uh, much more unhappy when reading the script than I was watching this episode because, because I they didn't really have the um, specifically the anger or the fighting part. In in uh, the original script, and mm-hmm. so I my initial reaction was he gets kicked out. He did something so bad he got kicked out of school that does not jive at all with what we saw in season one because I there because I from what from just like oh I thought like he like broke something or like did something really bad and and none of, none of, nothing we saw in season one showed him it, it didn't even show him struggling with anything. So but you the know, fact that they brought I, in the the I violence d- thing, that was the one thing they actually did foreshadow to a degree. Right. So I'll right. give them a little bit of something. It's, I do think there should have been more.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the yes. anger issues. Yeah. And, and the violence. And I and I it is weird that flaws had a lot of problems, but it becomes that one redeeming moment in this case where we have an actual hint beforehand.
0: Mm-hmm. Well the other thing I wanted to sort of talk about is, well, A, the fact that Corey knew from the beginning, and how do we feel about that? Oh, because I like that. You like that? Yeah, okay. I like that. Because I don't know... Like, so obviously, yes, he was freaked out about Riley and Lucas from the very beginning. That kind of makes it make sense.
2: Oh, yeah, really. it
0: makes it make sense. At the same time, I almost think he should be more freaked out. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because, it's, because in the show, it's, like, silly freaked out. Like, if I was a parent... And my girl and my young girl was really liking this boy who literally got kicked out of school for fighting. I would be much more seriously freaked out. And but so, at the same
1: time, Corey is not someone who won't give someone a second chance. Yeah, his best friend was Sean. Yeah, Sean, I mean, think about the episode where Sean doesn't think he's good enough anymore, and he's gonna uh, break Mister Turner's yeah, back. But he, but he doesn't.
2: I think the Corey you, stuff was. All the Corey stuff was really great in this episode. Okay. We got we got that whole thing where he knew all along. He didn't tell Riley, but he maybe was doing a few things himself to prevent that. But in the end, was mostly joking about it. Yeah. And I think that actually is kind of a nice balance. We also, get the really awesome oh, thing. We get the really awesome thing, where he's saying that he's not being Mister Feeny, yeah. but still trying to mm-hmm. teach the same kinds of things in a different way. I think mm-hmm. that was really great.
1: Yeah. yeah, he could never be Mr. Feeny because he'd fail at it.
2: Yeah.
1: That was, That's also just really interesting for Corey to admit. That takes a lot to admit that, that, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. I, I can't be the one person in the world who did the most for me because I can't live up to that. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people, you know, people had Mr. Feeny as a sort of, uh, you know, a figurehead in their life that they always looked up to. You know, the audience, the characters, everyone. And so, Corey can already admit to himself that he can't live up to that.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna... So he's not gonna try. He's gonna try for something different. Yeah, And, and I think that that's was a really a really nice sort of... I, I It is a meta moment, but it's much more than a meta moment. It's not right. just like a one-off kind of joke. It's like an actual meaningful thing. And it's the kind of meta moment, too, where it's good enough that I actually... Can it, because so we talked a little bit yesterday, and I don't think it was actually on the podcast. I think it was after the podcast about how you can do a meta moment to like excuse bad behavior you're doing, and that that doesn't really excuse your bad behavior. But it actually explained like because we we had hated how much he was a bad teacher in season one, right. and to this right. degree, it it wasn't just like making a reference, and it it gave nothing of explanation that I actually am okay with them continuing in this fashion from now on.
1: Yeah, I like that he. W- he enjoys it it's not just that he has no control he, yeah. want, he wants to know about these kids he wants to know about their lives no. he wants them to work through things not just on their own not just be by by being taught but by interacting with others
0: yeah speaking of, so,
2: of meta moments that excuse things i think yeah we had a really nice thing where well lucas was saying to riley you know we wrote we rode on the white horse you know I asked your dad for permission mm. before yeah. the date. Who does that? And that's, that is an interesting <laughs> oh. thing where it gives the meta and it yeah. excuses but it actually also explains that the reason that he's been so unbelievable yeah. in moments like that is because he's trying
0: so hard. he doesn't believe yeah. himself.
2: And so he looks like he's trying so hard, right? But maybe it's because he is and he's trying to reinvent himself. And that's why yeah. it came off as weirdly stereotypical because maybe he is out of his element. And I, act, problem... I tend to believe that better now.
0: The problem, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't really think that excuses season one, though. To be honest, like, which I, parts I think in it, particular? Uh, okay, so like, I, I think that it's, it's really nice going forward. Everything we got from this episode is really nice going forward, but it, he didn't. Like, like Okay, so the flaws thing in particular is good foreshadowing, but nothing else, in my opinion, showed him actually struggling to try to be a better person. He was just a better, a good person. He wasn't, like, thinking, oh, should I say this really wise, ridiculous comment and, and sneak attack? He just said it. Like, it just felt natural to him. I didn't feel like I saw him, like like ma- making a wrong choice and then fixing it or like, or well, like he had a year thinking off. it over. Didn't we have? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I- also, I, I mean, I do want, want to point out that a lot of the times when we see Lucas, uh, we're seeing it more from Riley's perspective or others perspective. Um, we don't get to, we don't get the inside of Lucas's head a lot or his private moments mm-hmm. until he kind of lays it on the table for Riley and Maya and every, and the whole class.
0: Yeah,
2: I I could definitely see definitely the first part of season one where all of a sudden he's the nice guy holding his jacket up. That doesn't make sense. But as far as things where he's trying to be, you know, JFK in the elections where he's the Mr. Moral Compass. Right. When when he's putting that, he's asking Corey those things. I tend to actually believe a lot better now. And I actually like Uh, that now. It's some of the early things that I get what you're saying.
0: No, but I think it, I'm, it's going beyond even what I'm saying as far as does it fit. Because, yeah, that's one part of it. But I, I also think that just because you explain it a season later, I don't know that that excuses a season of watching a two-dimensional character. I, like, it's great going forward, and I'm glad they made that move. But if they were holding back so that, that eventually we get to this reveal and everything would right. be changed, I don't think that's the way to go with storytelling. I don't want to have to sit through... This strange character who doesn't seem human <laughs> for twenty episodes—that's a long time.
1: Yeah, so- I think we need—we definitely we needed more foreshadowing. It didn't have to be uh, over the top with it. They didn't need to do it all the time, but we needed a little bit more than flaws because yeah. obviously, when you see this episode, you think of flaws. Yeah. Now there is still a little bit of a continuity error uh, between flaws and this episode for me, mm. um, but.
0: I do want to really go back and look at how he reacted with the whole fighting thing in Flaws too. Yeah. It actually but, for, yeah. to me
2: it actually makes sense. And can we? I want to get into talking about Flaws for a different reason, because okay. I think the structure of this episode was very similar to Flaws in the way that we have a new character who ends up sitting in the exact same seat who's Lucas's friend, but we don't know why, who they're acting like friends, but we don't really understand why they're friends, who then, that character does something, gets into trouble, expresses themselves in some way, and then through Lucas and through others, takes a complete and total 180 and becomes completely... Um, you know,
0: I don't agree with fixed. you on this The character
1: all. didn't do any kind of 180. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree he's with you at all. He's the same person that Lucas knew in Texas. He's the same person from the beginning of the episode to the
0: end of the episode. You don't, think,
2: you don't think there was a redeeming quality at the end?
0: I think the whole idea is that maybe your first impression of him wasn't really exactly who he was. The idea is that he, he's someone he's who... He's putting
1: would... on a front the way that yeah. Lucas is trying to reinvent himself. But he, this kid's not trying to reinvent himself. He's just being this person I, that he thinks others want him to
0: be. You guessed, I completed my sentence in a way that wasn't how I was going to say it. But I, he's... right. <laughs> but he, he's someone I think that attracts trouble. And that he doesn't necessarily want to be a bad guy or do, like, mean things, but that he kind of gets the kind of person who gets himself in situations, and I don't think that that's different by the end of it, and I and I actually really liked his final sequence with um, Lucas at the end when they're sitting, especially the whole thing where he's like, what if I just really wanted to be with my friend, and he goes, you got transferred, your dad got transferred too, and I thought that was just a really nice <laughs>
1: Yeah, same as you. I would, <laughs> I would
2: like to believe that, and I think that I, I didn't hate that last piece, but yeah. I, I definitely felt like there was something missing beforehand for me to believe in that character enough to see that Sincere moment because for me, Zay really is Billy 2.0. Uh, I don't feel that way at I, all. I, I totally feel that he is the way that he takes control of the scenes that he's in and do- and interacts with other characters in certain ways. I, I he just feels like a Billy 2.0, and I think that he I, I really couldn't stand him.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, that might just be a personal thing. I don't I, 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 mean, don't I didn't that-
1: actually super like. Uh, Zay. Zay, yeah, but I don't. I just I don't equate him to Billy.
0: Yeah, me either. Yeah, because I'm not going to say I, I Zay didn't like hit it out of the park for me, but he by that last scene was enough for me to say there's some potential there. Hopefully, he'll be good in other episodes. I don't. I don't <laughs> think that he was amazing. But he didn't. He definitely didn't drag it down to that degree. I also liked a li- some of the interplays with Maya a little bit there. Not that I necessarily want that to be like a romantic thing, but just some of the discussions they had. Oh, you.
2: So you. You liked when he sat down on the bucket with Maya.
0: Yeah, I, I actually. I the entire uh, the entire car washing scene I thought was really great, and I really I, I also, loved the car wash. I scene. love I the car washing scene, but. For the, I want to just commend them for doing a scene outside, too. Yeah, and- Oh, yeah. I wrote that
2: down. They're outside. Yeah. But I love that entire scene so much, except for that part. Yeah. I did not believe Maya connecting with Zay. Because Zay... I don't think Maya, Maya, Maya cool. was necessary. Here's the thing. I think she was supposed to be shown as connecting. Maya is cool. She's kind of got this <laughs> laid back, um, detached, you know... She's in control, and she's... You're writing things out say he comes in and for me this is how it connects to billy boisterous kind of ignorant character who stirs things up for the sake of it their their own excitement and is not necessarily aware of what other people feel towards each other or towards themselves and that's the kind of character that i really don't see maya being particularly attracted to as not not in, uh, in a love interest but just as a person that she would want to talk to
0: I disagree because I think she sees someone who – because I think there's supposed to definitely be a layer there of him feeling like an outsider and and not really knowing and trying too hard to fit in and not knowing how to do that. And her sort of seeing another wounded bird and saying, you know, I get where that's. And I, I do – I think it's a little bit much to the point of I feel like we're getting a third Corey, into Corey and Sean as far as that Lucas is supposed to be Corey and – uh, Zay is supposed to be Sean and we already clearly have that I think every single well, character
2: yeah. is every single character
0: <laughs> at this point really yeah. um, I,
1: did, I did like that it opened up with Riley is Corey's daughter because she doesn't like change mm-hmm um, I also really liked her line with that. We will never. Uh, I mean, uh, no, not that. The that's the happy song, but I liked that. Yeah, I like change, that. Fi- change fills my pocket with, the- with pennies of
0: uncertainty. Yeah, I wrote that down.
2: <laughs> also, and also in that scene, Belgium, eighteen thirty-one. That was pretty good, Farco stuff.
0: I I enjoy. Okay, so that. I think I think that so I think that Farco was funny. I actually don't really like. The it, it repeated this quickly use of eighteen eighteen thirty one because yeah. uh, so the first it's meta time it for happened the meta. When, no because the first time it happened it was like a really smart joke that most people wouldn't even remember or get and so it was like a hidden gem that was like amazing if you got it and if you didn't get it it's not gonna bother you. But now, they're throwing it in your face episode yeah. after episode, and it's not—it fu- just it's just not another like catchphrase that they're doing. And so, I'm, I, I do think that some of uh, Farkle's... Th- I said I really liked Farkle in this episode. I think that his humor there was good, but just the fact that they're coming back to 1831 so quickly, I'm not a big fan of.
1: We also got another back-of-the-class, Brenda. Yeah, I was,
2: yes, was going to say, nice. g- girl version <laughs> of Farkle. That's a nice... I, I really do want them to keep throwing that in every once in a while. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that that see, but that was a season and a couple episodes later. So like that kind of thing is what I like as far as callbacks. I don't necessarily yeah.
2: So what about Yogi? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, liked I liked it. I liked
0: it. I real. So I think you guys were way more positive about the first half of the episode than I was because I ac- I didn't like Riley's opening thing about uh, I don't like change, I th- I think as far as a character goes, yes, you're right that that fits your character and that's good. I guess I'm not a huge fan of let's start an episode by saying things that human beings do not say to each other so that we can get into the topic. Which I completely admit Boy Meets World did plenty of times too, but I don't think people go, you know what I love about life, that it doesn't change. I, I don't think that's how well, I talk to
1: that- <laughs> I mean... I, I think it just connected it, but... more with the fact that things didn't change between her and Lucas. Like, they didn't start dating. That's what it kind of felt like she was talking about.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it becomes its own brand of humor. Yeah, And you, not even that Boy Meets World did it all the time. I think Boy Meets World did it all the time and successfully. It becomes an over-a-top sort of narration, but it, it's a different type of thing. I think it's very much in the quirkiness of Riley's character and in the universe of the show to have something where she gives these funny lines like the pennies of disappointment or whatever it was, of uncertainty. Um, pennies
1: of uncertainty.
2: And I think that works. and I, 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 think, I think maybe that, it was I slow. That... Maybe the first half was slow. But I think there was nothing really wrong with that setup until Zay walked into the room and just I just couldn't stand the lines that he was delivering.
0: So, I, I, I think that I, I want to say that I do like the Penny line I mean, it's a funny, quirky line It's just that I think it's easy, cheap Like, like it's like How are we going to introduce a topic? Well, they're just going to talk about it We're not going like, to h- actually have to use our brains About how to get into this idea We're just going to have the characters randomly be talking about it And, and so, like, it, I don't want to It's not like I hated it or anything Like They can do that once in a while I just don't want that to be I don't, I don't, That wasn't a part of Boy Meets World that I was a big fan of either
2: I think we'll, let's move on. Let, let's let's move shift on down into down. Lucas because yeah. I do want to say that I think Peyton Meyer, he stepped up his game. Oh, one hundred percent. I yeah. think that his yeah. acting was amazing, and I think what was really interesting is, I from the beginning I was enjoying his delivery, but once we got to some key moments, I was completely and totally surprised and blown away, yeah. and not yeah. even because I expected them to water things down. Mm-hmm. and I think they. I mean let's hold off on actually getting to that kind of the, the angry intense angry. moment but yeah. let, let's let's start at the beginning let's start at the beginning with Lucas.
1: Well one thing that I really liked uh, is when Farkle's getting re- ready for Belgium 1831 checking that everyone no- nothing's going to happen and he says Lucas and he's like nothing ever happens. To I me. loved it, yeah. Was that keeps like conspiracy theories rubbing off on me now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like he, they called him Mister Moral Compass. Like, come on. They have done that before now, right? But the they were, time. but they
2: were calling, they were calling out in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yes. I, it what was, I really it was teasing him.
2: What I really liked was the scene where Maya says to Lucas, "You know, all you have to do is deny it, and yeah. I'm calling you Lucas. I'm calling you by your real name for the first time, mm. which I think we should fact check that because I don't know if that's true. In my opinion." <laughs>
0: I don't but, know if that's true either. The, the writers have been, I remember the writers saying that like months ago, that the, this would be the first time she says his name, so they think so. Uh-huh.
2: But I don't know if they're <laughs> going to try to we'll, trick we'll us. We'll do a little uh, independent yeah. uh, third-party uh, study. Yeah. But... And, when he and says, by that, you
1: mean hiring our followers Yeah, Jeremy Pape us. will do it. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> but,
1: We're sorry, Jeremy Pape.
2: I love when he comes back, you know me, I'm Ranger Rick. Mm. That's a yeah. really interesting appropriation of yeah. of the terms that Maya used to define him in ways that was to poke fun at him, but he says he's liking it because for him He's embracing it. For him, that's his new identity. He's yeah. he's the good guy. And he you know what he, maybe it's lame, but he wants to be the good guy. And he wants no, to, I think that's not lame be, at all. I think he that's wants cool. to be he wants to be their loser. Which I think is a great moment.
0: So um, I actually
1: I just I love Lucas so much more from this episode yeah. for a lot of different reasons. And even him calling out the ridiculous things he does, like riding on a white horse, asking Corey mm. for permission, it makes him being able to acknowledge that and actually feeling the vulnerability to want to reinvent yourself um, just makes him such a realistic character now.
0: So, I'm, coming off of that, I, I do have a question, and I don't want to... I, I know this question could sound loaded, <laughs> like I I'm clearly have one point of view, but I don't. I just want to ask. ask this. Is, do you think that it, they kind of ruin it by the end of the episode he's a good guy again and like does does the reveal is the reveal as earth shattering as it could be because at this point yes he has a dark past and that's great and whatever but they could easily now just not come back to it. i mean i think they will come back to it but how, how do you feel about the fact that by the end of it he is a good guy
1: because just by zay coming it doesn't mean have to shake his world completely mm. and ruin all of the work that he's done here. It yeah. also doesn't mean he has to ruin his friend. I think if he had punched that kid in that moment, yeah. that that may have really faltered his relationship with Corey and Riley. Mm.
0: Yeah, and
1: so. I and he's smart enough. He's also a year older yeah. to realize that that's not what he wants to do.
2: In terms of the showdown itself, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In terms of the denoma of the whole sitting on the bench, I can see, Dan, what you the things you like about it. But overall, yeah. I just have this overarching feeling that that was the Billy Redemption moment. I think it was too quick, too soon. I think, honestly, some of it has to do with I just don't like Zay. I didn't like before. Before the showdown, the whole thing were like, Zay is up against the locker, then is pinned from behind, like but is like talking to him normally. Yeah, I can see how that might have worked if it was a different character. I didn't yeah. tend to believe that. I thought that was mm-hmm. weird. So be, right before and after that moment, there was some weird stuff. But I think I have some. I, I'm I'm just not digging the Zay, I, and I'm wondering so... if we're even going to see Zay again. But as far as the actual, oh we we, we oh, are yeah gonna, we are. Uh, yeah. Oh, as far as the actual efficacy of the reveal itself and him reverting back. I think maybe he reverted back too quickly, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that he reverted back to being the good guy.
0: So, yeah, I actually... I I would not have liked it if he punched the kid in this episode. It wouldn't feel right, but I definitely hope that it's not like... And I, I actually, at this point, I actually do have enough faith that this will come back, that now we will see him struggling. So, like, we didn't really see, what the, like, all the things I was saying we should have seen in Season 1 with him trying to be better. Now that it's out in yeah. the open, they will actually do that, especially with Zay around. And the, thing that, the main thing I want to say as far as you saying that Zay had his big redemptive moment or whatever, I don't think that he did anything... That needed to be redeemed in this episode. It wasn't like, an end.
2: It wasn't an end. What I saw was a beginning. It was a door that they opened for him to step through to become I'm not just the annoying antagonistic character that suddenly came in. Now all of a sudden I'm part of your world. That was what that was. Except door. that but he was.
0: He was already part he he was his best friend that he got expelled for protecting him. Was so he, like it doesn't make any sense. Yes, we, like, is I, that exactly
2: what, what happened? He yes, got expelled it's exactly for protecting what him.
0: Yes, yes. The, that's the whole thing. Is that he re, he fought he that the ending showdown is a redo of what made him get expelled the first time. Is yes. that Zay got himself in trouble and he beat up the kid who was, was attacking Zay and then he got expelled. See, so I that's don't. The whole I point. don't
2: know if I'm taking it quite as literally. Yes, we get into the whole point where okay, Keith, that's
1: definitely what it is. Yeah, but what we
2: get is we have Zay gets into fights. He he talks tough but can't back it up. I think yeah. that we can believe in a situation which is more complicated and more nuanced than just Lucas came to his friends' defense. I think we're actually supposed to believe that both Lucas and Zay were troublemakers, bullies, um, rabble-rousers in school, and it was just a constant thing, and all of this culminated into fights all the time. I don't think we're supposed to believe that there was this one moment where Lucas, still being the hero, Rose to the occasion to defend his friend who, misguided but charming, talked his way into a fight he couldn't talk his way out of. I think Uh, that is, is, I think that belittles the issue. I think we're supposed to see Lucas as not a loyal friend, you know, in the bad neighborhood sticking up for his friends or whatever it's supposed to be. I think we're actually supposed to see that he was a villain.
0: So, okay, I think that there's a middle ground. So I I do agree with you that there probably is more nuance than just he stood up for his friend or whatever. But I don't – I did not get the impression that he was necessarily a bully as much as he had yeah. rage issues. And so, yes, he stood up for his friend but then took it too far because he had anger issues. That's, that's the part – that it came out for me, especially especially with the way he reacted when he was talking to them. Can we just talk about how awesome it was, the way he delivered those lines when he was fighting the bully? Holy crap.
2: Yes, and then he was like
1: breathing through his teeth with every word, and like, his face was wicked intense, and also just the lines were really good. Also, did anyone notice Maya go, ooh? Yes. She she liked it. So, (laughs) let's
2: back up a a little bit, because first I want to say, what makes me believe that he was more than just anger issues, Lucas, was the line about the boots Mm. to me that was an amazing line that felt like i'm I'm, i felt like i'm watching a legit western yeah (laughs) and and the line about the boots was great but that shows me that he he knows so much about the mechanics of fighting dirty Mm. that it's it's not it's literally not about just anger issues he's a scrapper and he knows about fighting dirty like i i almost feel like if this wasn't on disney channel they could introduce some more things were like really specific fighting tactics and all these kind of things that he knows about because he was in this environment it was so much a part of it that he knows how to get you while you're down and stuff like that i think that yeah
0: but keith all the things you're saying i don't see how that contradicts what we said as far as zay was his best friend that he helped him get out of they could still have been like troublemakers together but i don't think i think that romanticizes
2: a little too much is what that's my stance
0: but I think that is what you're supposed to think it is. Whether you like that or not, yes, you can talk about that. But I I don't think it's supposed to come out of nowhere at the end that they're friends again. I think the whole idea is they were always from a very young age friend. Well, yeah,
1: he says in the classroom, you know, Zay may have all these bad things about him, but he's my friend. And then, then he yells at Riley. Yeah, um, that was great,
0: too. We haven't even talked about how awesome it is that they had conflict, too. Yeah, I'm not, I I'm not
2: disagreeing with that, that they're friends. I'm just saying the part that I'm disagreeing with is that I think that – the way you're presenting that issue kind of ennobles their relationship as what I see as them as being previously villains.
0: Mm. Well, I think that you have a point, but I also think that we need more episodes to really see which yeah, of us is in more, in the, more in the right here. But I do think we should switch gears as far as talking about uh, Riley, and Riley both conflicting with Corey, awesomely, and yeah. with uh, Lucas.
1: So what I like about Riley is... I think there were two lessons in this episode. One was the obvious one... Yeah. um, With Lucas, but then... There was also the one with Riley where... It's not necessarily her place to make Lucas tell her. And it wasn't Corey's place to tell her instead of Lucas telling her. And at the end... She actually... Even though we do technically get the reveal... Mm. Right before that happens um Riley's okay with not knowing.
0: Yeah. And well,
1: she and she accepts it and it's not just to the it's kind of to the class but it seems more it seemed more like that intimate moment for Riley even though it was in the classroom because they didn't really say you don't it, the lesson was people change people and you evolve. Yeah. But for Riley her her lesson that she learned was, you know, people get to tell you things on their own terms mm. about their past and they never said that out loud but I really got that lesson yeah. and then we get the reveal which is shown to Riley not told to her.
0: Well, I'd actually as well, far as from what we were it. just talking about with Keith, I don't even completely think that the reveal is there and I but I think that's a good thing that I I think that the, re- the reveal like we sort of get the reveal as far as fighting happened anger issues but I do think it's yeah. somewhat ambiguous as far as whether Keith is right that it's full on villainy or whether it's more that he had a troublemaking friend that got him into trouble or, or if yeah, maybe I, I think I to some degree maybe even Lucas sides. I think maybe even Lucas could have been the more troublemaking friend and that Zay looked up to or something it's not really completely clear but I think that's great and we could totally explore that in future <sighs> episodes I also uh-huh. just want to say as far as that ending scene well, also I love the bully but that
2: ending he was the new Harley Kiner the 20 year old I I am 20 as soon as he opened his mouth I'm like okay what are you the godfather (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh,
0: but I totally thought he was Harley (laughs) Kiner I definitely think that 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 scene and you talked about how it felt like a western or whatever that's one of those scenes where it's like I don't feel like I'm watching Disney Channel and they've really proven something to me the first
2: part
1: I'm I'm proud of the writers for this episode the first part despite their (laughs) continuity issues
2: The first part with uh, the bully and with Zay, I was a little bit like, okay, there's some funny stuff in here, but I don't really know what they're doing, and I was, like, really confused for a minute, but as soon as Lucas came in, um, excluding the conversation with Zay himself while he was pinned behind the the guy, it was like, whoa, what, this is amazing? Lucas is just, he's like Clint Eastwood or something, (laughs) and, like... He's like, I literally don't know if Lucas is about to murder this person with a knife he's about to pull out of his boot.
1: I'm as strong. I'm as strong as a horse. I don't even have to work on it. You're gonna be the one on the floor. Like, Lucas was, was so... scary.
2: Yeah. I, yes, I, I loved it. I don't know. Happy. I don't know if I like <laughs> Geek Lucas more or Scary Crazy Murderer Lucas oh more. My God.
1: I like that they're the same person. <laughs> No, like I... I want Lucas to be my friend now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like he he is worthy now of being like a teen the heartthrob. Yes, like, in, in that like because
2: he's... Any, if anything can show you that you're worth <laughs> something as a man, it's excessive violence.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. No, you know, that he's nuanced, that he has like a character, and he's I think... actually
1: a complex character now. Yeah. Though I agree with Dan that. He he is now a complex character, and I get the writer saying "just wait," but I really wish I didn't have to just wait to appreciate Lucas to this degree now because I feel like I missed out on something because obviously Peyton stepped up to the plate, Peyton Mm. knocked it out of the park this episode. So it's a good thing he plays baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's
0: I'm glad you brought that up again because one thing I was really thinking about is. Like as great as this reveal is, I, I just think that I don't think you need to sort of be waiting and have sort of a semi-blank slate character and then give a reveal that makes them three-dimensional. I think like, right now in season two Maya is already a complex three-dimensional character and they could easily bring in something that's a total twist that I didn't see coming that would just bring her to a whole new level but didn't make me have to wait for a season and be like, what's happening when she's gonna be a person? You know what I mean? Like I think you could easily yeah. bring in a thing about her father and how all that went down and why he left and all that stuff, and it would add a whole new layer. But I wouldn't have been like waiting for it.
1: Uh huh.
0: Let's. Um, but i
1: I'm, I, I well, understand what you're saying. What do you
0: What are you saying? saying
2: you? Let's talk about the whole uh, math problem situation.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because
2: that is a direct callback to season one, episode twelve. Can, episode can twelve I ask of you... Boy Meets World*.
0: Can you? I, I so I definitely remember that that was a callback. Yeah, and it's word funny for word. Even what, yeah, even when I rewatched, uh, I was recently rewalking season one. I saw that I remembered the lesson. I still now do not remember how that lesson concludes. Like of what, the is, original what is episode? Yeah, what is? Phoenix I thought you said? were
1: asking about the answer. Well, <laughs> no. it, it, was,
2: it was something to the ends of you know in real life. Not everything works itself out to pretty little definitions. It's, yeah. it's messy and complicated. Um, you know, you can never predict it. It has nothing to do with what you determine on paper. It's about experience and about the nuance of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a plural to that word.
0: <laughs> so, how did you like the reuse of the lesson?
2: I think there was a lot of funny stuff in it. I rewatched the scene just before because I was trying to find the episode. Mm. It still wasn't quite as good as the original scene. But I yep. think it was totally solid. There's a lot of great stuff. There was no time there. travel. <laughs> what? Oh yeah.
1: That was, that, that was lacking. Oh, at for the
2: end. Me. Oh yeah. So yeah. The, <laughs> um... that been... uh,
1: yeah, but no, it was good. That no, was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Even if there was no time travel. I think. It but was... then it leads. But it leads into this great car wash scene.
2: I think it also yeah. was before we get into the actual car wash scene because I think we're going to spend some time on that. Um, I think it was really effective, the fact that it was really this word-for-word problem that Mr. Feeney had in the same episode where Corey talks about how he's going to let you guys talk because even though that was the opposite of what Mr. Feeney did, it's teaching the same lesson in a different way. And it's in his way, and he's taking a little bit from Mr. Feeney's lesson, pushing it in but doing it in his own way. So I think that was a really nice connection. I loved how they have that problem in there while he's talking about those things.
0: That reminded me. That may not remind me. I me think uh, this is a half-baked idea, but no, I, so, no, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's fully, fully baked. baked. Uh, Kid gloves
2: episode <laughs> of Boy Meets World. I think it's season one. Uh, they quote the graduate. That's a quote from the graduate. Yes. That's in both the graduate and in Boy Meets World, and yes. now in Kids Who Get a in our It Coming. <laughs>
0: Uh, but as you were saying, Tim. Yes. Um, it, I, so it's great. So now I can sort of accept him as a teacher, but if I was a principal, I'd be like, what's up with your like actual lesson plans? And so I was uh, thinking... Have of... these
1: kids learned about Belgium 1831 <laughs> yeah.
0: yet? It would be kind of funny if, like, maybe for an episode, Like the principal was actually cracking out, down on him to teach real things, and then they had, like, the secret classroom where he was teaching, where they all wanted him to keep teaching them the way they usually well, teach. Him. do you know what we Ooh, should I do I like we like
2: should that. actually... We, as the leaders of this wonderful podcast, <laughs> should uh put the on members, twitter
1: the and, only members um,
2: yeah it's an it 's an oligarchical society, um, <laughs> but we should take the lesson plan we should go back and every lesson they supposedly learned in the episode, we should do like a quick blog post about and actually teach the lesson. <laughs> Oh, my. That would be kind of fun you
0: You're in charge of that. <laughs> now let's talk about the scene with the car on.
1: So good that, he, you know, they're not working together. There's, like, angst. And Farkle is being used well. Farkle is being yeah. his dictator self again.
0: Yeah, um, really liked it.
1: Yes, and le- and also works well for, for for Actually, there are so many lessons in this episode, which is so great about it, <laughs> because they're not all thrown in your face. There's only one yeah. lesson that's legit... Thrown in your face and it, and uh, like and maybe that that phrase kind of has negative conno- con-
0: connotation. Thank
1: you, so- <laughs> <Cravat>. sorry everyone. <laughs> Anyways, but I I still liked all of the lessons and the way they were delivered. Yeah, because um, Farkle right here is like he needs to know the answer. He needs to know how everything works. And then as we just talked mm. about, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way.
0: Um, Quick question. I uh, once again did not get to see the tag because of my DVR. So what happened? I in the also text?
2: missed like the last fifteen seconds.
0: Damn it!
1: Okay, well I saw the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what part did it cut off for you? Well, Damn. oh,
0: I also just want to throw up. Really, funnily enough, because they re-aired, um, the episode from yesterday right before oh, you caught the you last got tag, the tag. I got to see the t- I got to see the tag on my DVR <laughs> because of that leading into this one. So it cut off. I'm trying to actually remember how it ended. He. What, what 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 was the end after the whole Zay back and forth? They were in
1: the they were at the dinner table. Yeah. with Maya Riley, Augie.
0: Oh, and they uh, were Corey saying they if they work together, how can they? How quickly can they annoy their parents or whatever?
1: Yeah. So Corey and Daphne says to Corey, "Movie," and he's like, "Yeah." And they both just get up and they're about to walk away. And Maya's like, "What? You guys can just get up and leave before they can drive you crazy." And Topanga's is like, "Yeah, we couldn't do that when we were kids, but now we can do whatever we want. That's why we became parents." And they just. And Cory's like, that's the secret of life. And they're just, like, staring at him. And he's like, there's a lot of them. And, he run- and they just <laughs> run away.
2: Oh, my. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so there's the tack. <laughs> but anyways, so back to the car wash scene. Yeah, sorry. Um, Lucas got some water. And then I love when... Um, he's like faking it and he's like I'll tell you just like he's like good girl Calm down. Well, for starters, I'm like are you talking to, are you talking to a horse are you talking to the horse you well, burn for, <laughs>
2: for starters what we have is we have um, Riley being in- incredibly antagonistic mm. which is a yes. great way to start that you know she's yeah. violent and crazy
0: <laughs> uh, I would actually go as far mm. as to say for me this is Riley's best episode I don't know about uh,
2: that. It was definitely a very uh, fun one for her. I don't know if I call it the best one.
0: Well, okay. I, not necessarily full-on humor-wise, Dynamic. but I think as far as character goes, I think this is her best episode. Because she was imperfect yeah because he was imperfect and he had conflict and he wasn't and just... she didn't
1: get to control everything a- and, well, in fact also... everything was out of her control
0: have you really seen her legitimately angry before no, he's, I not... don't think he's, so. all... he's just doe eyed off in the sun and I love that about sometimes her sometimes things
1: bother her sometimes yeah. she's disappointed like she was yeah. in Katie but, but I
0: love her being a human being who isn't yeah. just looking at the sky all the time yeah. and actually feeling anger that was definitely so a huge merit
2: great. to this episode
0: yeah and actually, the more I talk about it, I mean, I definitely think there were iffy things, and I can agree to some degree about Zay. But and the f- weird thing is, like, the highs are so high that oh, it was one of my I, favorite
2: episodes. I really want to give this episode an A. You have yeah. no clue how how much <laughs> mixed emotion I have on this episode. Yeah. I really wish that we had all watched this together because there were so yeah. many moments where I think we could just. I miss paused. my
1: boys. <laughs> but I miss my boys. I, I just <laughs> I don't like watching Girl Meets World without Aww. you. It was
2: I don't like I said, I love this scene. I loved watching them fight with water. I, lo- I love and you were saying mm. the thing where he was talking her down like she was a runaway horse or, or like dis- She's a stallion. Disarming a gunman or something like that in a yeah. cop show. Good that was, girl. Shh. That was great because He
1: was shushing her and yeah. they've never spoken. Yes.
2: And that was great the, because um, that also was foreshadowing <laughs> that he seems like he's a nice guy but then he turns yeah. right around and gives it back. I
1: well, know also- and, then she, and then her contact yeah. lens. Yeah, I great. love that. <laughs> She's a fel- And then he's like oh my god Riley I'm so sorry and it was so that was a uh, a you are so cute, Lucas. Like, like are friends. that kinda reminded me of I believe I know. It kinda friends. reminded me of when Keith uh threw a football in my face. What? <laughs> and then he but he felt so bad after,
0: so oh, I not on, him. not on purpose.
1: Oh no, not on purpose.
0: Because uh, <laughs> the Riley Lucas thing is on purpose.
1: <laughs> well yeah, but he but he didn't know about her con okay. her non existent contact lens. And then and I didn't did so know about <sighs> your non
2: existent hand-eye coordination. <laughs> if you send in An email with the subject line reading "Caitlin got hit in the face with a football." I will take a a picture of the football that I hit her in the face with and send it to you.
0: I thought you were gonna say I'll take a football and throw it in your face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That too. It depends on how far away they are, though. Shipping shipping cost extra.
0: Okay. So, I, I kind of actually think we should maybe end out here, because I, I think we, there's a lot more to go into, but I think maybe we should save it for future stuff. Let me just, Do you have any, like, main thing you really want to talk about? I, I
2: will say that at a few points in the episode, I felt like I was watching, like, Zoe 101 or something like that, and I was mm-hmm. getting a little bit discouraged, but every once in a while that it, went, it dipped down, it dipped back up. And I think, I don't know if that influenced the way that I... Tend to think about it at the end, but yeah. there was some there was a lot of weird stuff in this episode, but a lot of really mm. great stuff too and i think and that is really the curse of Girl Meets world because <laughs> they, they can't just cut they can't just learn to cut out the lousy stuff. I don't know why because they've shown in the last two episodes previously that they can get these really action packed episodes where they punch in a lot of story, get it done, and just roll with it, and then we have stuff mm. like this where big sections seem like filler sections or seem like they're giving way too much time and attention to certain things. Yeah. That, And then when, can you imagine if we had the a, another scene like the car wash scene in this same episode that just showed them being friends and we cut mm-hmm. out some of the stuff at the beginning and we cut out some of the stuff we were just lingering on Zay. Or at least if we just got better Zay. I don't hate the mm. the structure of a character like Zay. I just don't think they thought him out hard enough, and made him fleshed out for me.
1: Well, actually, I want to talk about Zay for a second, because that was an issue I had with this episode. Oh, God that damn it, that either, bud. I, um, <laughs> So, tell me if, if I'm being too oh boy. hard on this. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I think it's kind of a problem mm-hmm. that we finally get a relatively main... Because Zay's going to come back. We yeah. get a relatively main character who is a person of color, who comes in and, you know, he has failing grades, he's a troublemaker, and, um...
0: Uh, I don't think it's it, an issue.
1: He's kind of an... and, like, he's kind of annoying. But the thing is, is with Billy, Billy was also a bully. And mm. so I just, I don't know, I'm seeing, like, a weird trend here.
0: Okay, with the Billy part, then I kind of see where you're going. Uh, I will point out, A, I'm pretty sure Billy was supposed to be a uh, great uh, academic and B it's yeah, not like we true. have we have Maya also getting failing grades we have uh, Lucas being a b- bigger b- suppo- a supposedly bigger troublemaker because Zay didn't actually get kicked out right it was just Lucas well yeah. no I think we so, we'll
2: left to understand that he didn't get kicked out then but that he got kicked out in uh, this instant that's why he's here
0: no that's because of his dad got transferred yeah his
1: dad got transferred that's why he's here
0: yeah. so well, I his
2: dad got transferred I thought they said he yeah, got transferred
0: no his dad so I think this is a I think, military okay, so, school is, no, this so like my, a, is this
2: like an army brat
0: school? N- my assumption I is that it they. it was work. Yeah, my assumption is they that they both that they live in a town where like a lot of people's parents all work at the same company, and that that company transfer them to a different branch.
2: You know that no, you know what? He's from Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a military base there. That would make I mean, sense it, with his conversation that he had with his dad.
0: What do you call them, sir?
2: Yeah. What, but I think the writer said to, he's not. Yeah, but yeah, the I'm pretty I'm sure the writers they, they don't tell that. the truth. Who cares?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, oh, I would I would prefer Lucas to be a military brat. I would like mm. that about his character. Yeah. I just, I, th- I think the writer shot it down. Maybe they lied. They are liars. Yeah. Um, or maybe so it was Keith,
2: just what, maybe that Keith, was just Zay and maybe not him. So I don't know. Yeah. That, that Keith, just could be cool. what do
0: you think? Uh, as far as what Caitlin was saying, though, I don't want to really leave that right away as far as the race representation of... Making oh, the that was that one way. of the problems I...
2: That's why I was saying that he was, like, kind of okay. Billy 2.0, and I was definitely mm. thinking that and saying, here we have someone who phenotypically resembles Billy is taking on similar problems that they had. It's, it's not that... I don't know. It's not that they can't do that. I just wish we had another character before they do that. Yeah. that I that will gap.
0: point out... We. We've had a lot of side characters uh, that are black, but these are the only two kids, so I'll, I'll right. definitely give you that. Uh, so, it I, to be, with to Billy be, in mind, it's not amazing, but we'll see where they take I think it. the
2: difference is, when you have these characters who are kids, but they're the athletic, strong, kind of muscular teenagers that are overly glamorized to the Disney kind of standards... Yeah. and then you start from that blank slate and then put stereotypes on top of that, I find that particularly noticeable and particularly damaging when I'm watching something like this. And mm-hmm. it's a completely different thing than when I'm watching, let's say, Evelyn Rand, which Jackie uh, Harry is a, is a known actress and, ha- and is kind of free of that kind of stigma because of her own personality. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think... Well, they also had Geraldine, and they had the coach... Um, yeah. Jim coach. Jimmy coach. Yeah. Um, Jimmy. I don't know.
1: I know. It's just, it's awkward because I know what you're saying that Maya is also, you know, D, D, D,
0: D, D.
2: Oh, I I hated that. That was awful. I could not stand that line.
0: I really liked that when she said, I know that I really don't. I really, every
2: time that those two came closer, I cringed.
0: Jeez. I also, I want to throw out, I really enjoyed that when, uh. Lucas said, like, Lucas, like, actually said that he got kicked out, that Maya's like, I finally like you. <sighs> that was good.
1: Um, yeah, I saw some Leia moments in this episode, actually, mm, interesting yeah. enough. Well, Definitely. she
2: swooned. Um, <laughs>
1: she, did, she did swoon. <laughs> um, He's yeah, gonna I don't do know, I just... <laughs> I that liked amazing. that so
0: much. That was so good. <laughs>
1: You gave birth to a horse. <laughs> that must have been painful.
0: I loved that, that was joke. Good, yeah. <laughs> that was really good.
2: But, um, and again, there's so Z... many good lines, but the goddamn problems.
0: So it's funny for you, uh, like, uh, we that don't That down so much. Yeah, that, that's the thing, is because I don't think we necessarily have different issue, I mean, issues. It's just that I think the highs are so high that I'm like, oh, you know, Zay's not great. I'll bring it down to a B plus not it ruins the episode.
2: For me, when you have something that has so much integrity, the lesson was so good because it was ambiguous because it I don't know, you're so overreaching in a very personal way. You know, people change people. That's a great lesson of the episode and had the other mm. satellite lessons in it. When you have something so great and you have this um like huge foresight um over not foresight, oversight of these weird things in between, it's like what are you doing as an art form that you can't get your stuff together at this point? If you're capable of the good, the good stuff, why are you still then also capable of the stuff that you just can't have the quality control for? And that well, offends me. let's be me.
0: honest. If they didn't have that imperfection, the podcast would not be as good. So I'm pretty happy with where <laughs> they're at right now. Like, honestly, um, if every episode was like this, I'd be very happy because I'd be like, we have some really positive things to say and uh, talk about how awesome they are. And then we also have some things to talk about where they can go and make things better. Because I, I, I don't like talking about a show that's perfect. <laughs> so
2: It doesn't I, have to I be perfect. It's, it's just, yeah, I, I just felt so... That, that it was just, it was an emotional roller coaster for me not just for empathy for the characters but because i have empathy for the writing style mm. and that is that gave me like it was like this I see where you're coming from, but this particular episode gave me like almost anxiety to watch because it was so <laughs> up and down. Am I going to love it? Am I going to hate it? Am I going to love it? Am I going to hate it? God damn it, why did they do that? Oh my God, that was brilliant. God damn it, why did they do that? You know what I mean?
1: I really wish we had watched this together. Yeah. And and those but, um,
2: that is the attitude that was forced upon me from the way I... I was taking in this episode that caused me to, to, in the end, give it so low a grade. And again, I think maybe talking with you guys, I, maybe I would bump it up to maybe a, a C, C plus because I feel better about the things that I felt good about, and I don't yeah. want anyone to, to misunderstand me. The stuff that I loved in this episode, I absolutely loved. I thought there was a lot of it. Well, there was just a few things, and again, for me, I think that because it was a Billy two issues I had, and because I really did think there was a kind of a redemption scene at the end, or like a opening of a door into a possible redemption, yeah. that I just uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't um, honestly give Let it my go. sticker of approval. Right. One All last
1: right. thing about Zay and Billy is we just we need another black character. We need we need another person of color who comes here, um, and you know isn't the in- like, this antagonistic character. Um, you know, honestly, the way they've written both of these characters kind of annoy me. They just, like, their lines and stuff and, like, Mm. things that they did, I don't know, the characters just annoyed me. Yeah. Also, and so that's not good. And, <laughs> it, and the, the only, I mean, I know this isn't going to happen. The only thing that, th- that would make me angrier about this or just, or really angry. I'm not exactly angry. I'm just kind of f- frustrated and disappointed. Yeah. But the thing that would make me angry if Zay was a one-off and thank God they're not doing that. Cause if Zay was a one-off, then it'd be like, what, like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even beyond representation, if Zay was a one-off who came from
2: Texas... Let's talk about the fact that he isn't a one-off. If you're saying yeah. he comes back, then he's mm-hmm. going to have to come back significantly. And then yeah. how many goddamn characters are we going to be following in this show?
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing... It's going to w-
1: be like Game of Thrones. Yeah. You're not going to understand a goddamn thing. As far,
0: Keith, <laughs> as far as the redemption part goes, the only part of you that I really agree with you there is that... I, I'm worried about it because I don't I don't want it to become a fi- these five friends hanging out and having a good time I, I kind of yeah. liked because I actually the part of Zay that I liked was the potential for him to like sort of be their friend but kind of be antagonistic and so like Lucas has this backstory with him so maybe he can't like completely tell him to go to hell but like he no but everybody but he go really, to purgatory we, <laughs> but at least we... we, Because I think it would be nice to have an antagonistic force with any classroom scene. So if he was kind of the troublemaker in the classroom scene, and maybe the lines were better. I understand the lines were not amazing. But the the function of having an antagonistic character in the classroom scenes I think would be great. You <laughs> just described
2: <laughs> Thank you. everything that I'm afraid of and absolutely do not want. Because what you described... <laughs> was what we had originally with, with Farkle. The fact that he's antagonistic but we don't know why he's antagonistic, but they still are kind of friends with him. Cool. Right. And yeah. and that's I think we've right. seen that with Farkle in season one and I think that that's the kind of thing that I think belittles some of the issues. And I think that having that weird antagonistic voice at the back of the room I think takes away from the genuinely interesting character moments between these friends and I want to see them hanging out in interesting ways. I wanna think I want to see more things like Farkle and Maya teaming up against Lucas and Riley. That was great. Mm -hmm. I want to see more things like them fighting and washing cars. I think that the minute you have this weird side antagonistic character, it becomes something else that detracts and just it just is like this pulling force on the side that takes away from the humanity.
0: So you're saying it's bad to have antagonists in television? No, because no. Let so no, me go. Let wait, wait, hold on. Hold, bad, on hold, hold on. It's bad to have
2: half antagonists, which you still identify as your. It's it's bad to have frenemies. It's bad to have frenemies in television. What
0: I'm saying, okay, so I don't want him to like follow them around to the bakery and stuff like that. I don't like. So that's why. I would prefer him to just be in the classroom scenes and sort of um, fine. Maybe actually legitimately make him full antagonist, and Luca and Lucas just wants to get at, get him away from him. But I think that's I, what I needs to happen. I, I would, to I fail. would.
2: I think, you. I think Zay needs to fail, fall into his bad habits, become. Polarized in the opposite direction. I think Lucas needs to learn how to break ties. I think that needs to be the next dramatic moment. Is Lucas learning that sometimes you can change people? Sometimes you have to break ties and worry about yourself and worry about the people that you have to learn how to care about more.
0: If that happens, I do. I would be very worried as far as race representation. I Which see is unfortunate, as, but as
2: far I as the see, art yeah. and as far as the yeah, no, the I conversation agree between the characters that we have. I do not want to see Zay being held on the same level as um from Lucas as to as to Riley and Farkle and Mai because mm-hmm. I'm for the first time I'm seeing all of those characters coming together in a way that I'm like, yes, they are friends, I love their relationship together. I don't want this yeah. Zay character to come and be like, Oh, you're I feel the same way about you. Do you? We just took all this time to make you think that these are your friends and these are believable characters. You're gonna throw that in and all of a sudden it's just is like this add on. I don't want to see that. Uh,
0: yeah, I yeah. I think that there are ways to slowly bring it up and to make it interesting because it's not like by the end of it that all of, like Farkle's like yeah Zay you're my best friend or like <laughs> it's not they they don't it's not like they actually create the five person dynamic by the end of the episode. All they create is that they commiserate over you know their path that those two people who do have a backstory and who did connect for years supposedly uh, are, are able to connect over that. And that that doesn't necessarily mean that he is part of the group, and I, I will see how it goes.
2: honestly.
1: And what Keith was saying, um, about about Zay is yeah. As far as art, it would be that would actually be great if you know Zay didn't learn from his mistakes, and you know not yeah. everyone's perfect. You can't like that like in this episode, you know, not everything like tied up in a neat little bow. You can't. And you can't make everything work. Yeah. However, Dan, you're so right. Yeah. I would, the race representation would be awful in this show if they did that so at the same if, if time. Zay,
2: if Zay was a pasted little white boy, <laughs> and if Zay, at the end, got expelled from John Quincy Adams for the same yeah. reason that Lucas didn't, you know, because mm. if maybe if after Lucas walked away... Later, like maybe we found out the next day he got in another fight and got expelled. Then the lesson can still be people change people in the way that um, Lucas's friends in this new school helped change him. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to continue into Lucas changing Zay because right. Zay you can know just this be is a bad kid.
0: You know, this is already a lesson they've done, though. This is Girl Meets Maya's mother. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I am so I. Well, no, I, no, I'm I it, that
2: doesn't that. have to. I'm saying that doesn't have to be the lesson. That can just be mm-hmm. outside of the lesson. I'm saying by being something that different. he just
1: doesn't pursue it. Yeah. That it's left on Maybe he
2: can try right. to pursue it, but maybe it fails. And that doesn't need to be the lesson. But it can be outside of the lesson, or be the caveat or the cravat of the lesson. <laughs> in which, that in which no it doesn't sense. always work. I think every lesson <laughs> needs to have some aspect which doesn't always work.
1: Yeah, so I guess right. we'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm I actually am. I though I did not love him in this episode. I'm not completely close to seeing him, and I, I, I the only honestly the only thing that re- because I didn't hate him. So the only thing that really makes me nervous is just the idea of having five characters and then also bringing in Eric and then also bringing in Sean and then bringing in all these other people.
1: I'm very uh, excited for next week's. I mean, tomorrow's episode. Yeah, tomorrow looks cool. <laughs>
0: Next week's tomorrow's. All oh right, my gosh. tomorrow. I, so, I, all right. So, on these notes, uh, if you want to send us feedback, um, we're gonna do hiatus episodes after premiere week, where we read some of your emails and tweets and stuff like that. It would be very helpful if you would send us an email at gmw at If you send
2: an email with the subject line "Dan is a jerk." We will send you a picture of the cast giving a thumbs up. If you send an email of the subject line, Caitlin gets hit in the face with a football, I will send you a picture of the football which I hit her in the face with.
0: Yep. he has got a lot of promises. <laughs> He's not Keith, gonna I'm so not helping
1: you promise. with the shipping.
2: I meant, like, email a picture. <laughs> <She's gonna laughs> I mean, don't you remember in my talk I said a fake a fake autograph because it's going to be digital? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, check us out on Twitter at GMW Podcast. Check out our YouTube GMW Podcast. Uh, please rate us and review us on you know, iTunes. we make it so easy for you. Yes. Well, mostly because thank, thank you to the GMW Podcast giving us their URL. This uh, is true. You always, you you're always
2: really enunciating that that the. Yes. I don't know why you think that changes the meaning.
0: It's so different. The.
2: <laughs> what does that sound? Say? Right. You're saying we're just a Are, GMW Podcast? they actually the bo-
1: the former
0: gmw yeah the band formerly known yes. as the gmw podcast. that's better okay yes.
1: So <laughs> that's how we will f- we will further refer to them yes
0: all right thank you guys for listening and as always dream try do
2: good class dismissed, class dismissed. that was horrible where was dan <laughs> i just didn't do it <laughs> well, let's just class dismissed. i think we just end it there <laughs>